beautiful declaration. So, why don't you stay standing? How about we all be kids tonight? You up for that? This morning there was literally like 25 plus kids, so it was a lot. Tonight we have just a few. So, we do want to take an offering for the building fund, but it's more specifically an act of faith. I'm going to get Sheila. She doesn't know it. Can you find John 6 and read verses 1 through 13? She's going to read that. It's the story of the loaves and fishes. That if we give to God our little, He can multiply. He can bring. It's just an act of faith. He is our provider. Sometime after this, Jesus crossed the far shore of the Sea of Galilee, that is the Sea of Tiberias, and a great crowd of people followed him because they saw the signs he had performed by healing the sick. Then Jesus went up on a mountainside and sat down with the disciples. The Jewish Passover festival was near. When Jesus looked up and saw a great crowd coming towards him, he said to Philip, Where shall we buy bread for these people to eat? He asked this only to test him, for he already had in mind what he was going to do. <laughs> Philip answered him, It would take more than half a year's wages to buy enough bread for each one to have a bite. Another of his disciples, Andrew, Simon's, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up, Here is a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish, but how far will they go among so many? Jesus said, Have the people sit down. There was plenty of grass in the space, and they sat down. About 5,000 men were there. Jesus then took the loaves, gave thanks, and distributed to those who were seated as much as they wanted. He did the same with the fish, and they had all, and they had, all had enough to eat. He said to his disciples, Gather the pieces that are left over. Let nothing be wasted. So they gathered them and filled twelve baskets with the pieces of the five barley loaves left over by those who had eaten. Keep going. Just stay standing. So if if any of the children come on up. If you I know most of us don't carry cash anymore, but if you want to get in on it, come join us and just throw your gift in the cool offering basket here. Then we're going to pray for it. Thank you. All right, just stay here, Jackson. Just stay here, son. We're going to pray for it, okay? Can you guys all hold the basket? son. Anybody else? All right. Here we go. There's more coming in. Hallelujah. Anyone else want to get on on it? All right, kids. Why don't you all touch the basket in some way? You want to hold it? Let's pray for the money. Can we do that? Hey, extend your hand. believe that the Lord can work in the unseen. Father, we thank you 
We thank you today that there's storehouses in heaven, that every need is supplied. Thank you that the work will continue, that you will see us through, Lord, that you'll make your name great in Penyan. You'll make your name great in Yates County. Father, I ask that this would be the same as a lighthouse, a place for the broken, a place for the hurting, a place for all of us to come and worship and exalt you. Father, I thank you for this, this offering, this gift. And I ask that you'd increase it, that you'd bring increase, just like you did when you fed the 5,000. You can bring so much out of so little. And we willingly give this to you, Lord, believing that somehow you work and it'll multiply. We thank you for this today. In the mighty name of Jesus. All right, guys, say amen. Amen. Oh, louder than that. Amen. Amen. All right. It's wonderful. Thank you so much. You may be seated. So, um, I have something I want to share with you. Genesis one twenty-eight is where I'm going to start out. God just finished creating the world. And he created man, and he gave him his first command. The command was, be fruitful and multiply. Increase in number, fill the earth and subdue it. And in the King James, it's actually the words, have dominion over the earth. Have dominion. And do you know that when he speaks a word, his words contain the power to fulfill the word? Like, so it's not like he just spoke that and it's over. Those words are an effect in your life today. Like they're an effect, they're having an effect on me now, today. They're actually at work in you. Everything you do, it's, it, so much comes from that, that, that word, have dominion, move forward, grow, right? I thought of it in this way. How many of you have bought properties? You buy a property immediately. You're looking Man, I got to take control of this thing. You're cutting down trees. You see dirt piles. I know your house. You're just clearing out things. You're taking dominion. You're subduing the earth. That's, you have a deed to a part of the earth, and you want to subdue it. You want to take dominion, right? You go in your house. You're knocking out walls. You're painting walls. You're painting the whole thing. It's part of, I think it's a seed that God put inside of you that wants to grow, wants to take dominion, wants to rule over. It's good. But it works so much more than just in the physical realm. If you, um, relationally, right? You can enjoy being, <laughs> a lot of young people here. <laughs> you can enjoy being single for a certain amount of time, and it's wonderful, it's good. But if it goes on too long, you want to get married. Oftentimes, you want to get married. Then you get married, then you want to have kids, right? Then you have one, and then you want to have more kids. It's the whole thing of moving forward, growing, having dominion. 
if you um, financially, anybody ever want to move forward financially? Right? You buy a business. You're immediately looking, all right, how can I attract new markets? How can I grow this thing? How can I do something that'll enhance things, that'll speed things up? It's a seed that's been placed in you by God. It, yeah, it could get hijacked and selfish ambition takes over, but the initial seed, the urge to grow, to rule over, <laughs> it might not sound good, but it's Bible language, to grow, to move forward, it's in you from God, right? Spiritually, I know in our, um, in our care group, in the beginning of the year, we, we had... We talk goals. And almost every single person in our care group, they said, you know what? I'm not satisfied where I'm at spiritually. I want to grow. Something has to happen. Like, I, I want to, I'd love to be able to hear from the Holy Spirit and prophesy into other people's lives so it makes a difference. I want to learn how to hear him. I want to, everything was, I want to grow spiritually. I want to move forward. Recognize that. That's actually placed in you by God. That's a good thing. That's a sign of a healthy person. But here's a fact of life. That urge, that drive to move forward, to grow, it's working in you, but sometimes you get stuck in one of the areas. Anybody been there? <laughs> I've been there. I've been there. And if you stay stuck for too long you start to get frustrated. Something's got to give. Something's got to move. Something's got to happen. You're between a rock and a hard place. You know what that looks like? It means you're up against a rock. You can't back up. And there's a hard place in front of you. Like, it ain't going anywhere. So today, I've had, a, I've had a word going through my mind for the last couple of weeks, and it's Breakthrough. Breakthrough, it's bigger than a buzzword. Remember that. Okay, because breakthrough, breakthrough is kind of a bit of a buzzword, so you kind of might avoid it a little bit. But did you know it's actually, biblically, it's one of the names of God? Don't raise your hand, but how many of you know God as Father? You know him as Father? You could go to him anytime. He'll never turn you away. You can run to him, and he'll never say, I don't have time for you. But he'll always embrace you. He'll always bring you in. You know God as Father. That's, that's part of his nature. Do you know him as healer? Have you experienced his healing in some way? Mind, soul, body? That's part of his nature as well. King David he said, God is my breakthrough. Breakthrough is talking about a sudden advancement in what seems to be an impossible situation. You feel like you can't go back, you can't go forward. Something feels stuck. You're stuck. Nothing's happening. God is my breakthrough. Breakthrough is originally a military word, like it was military language. And it's, it's, um, 
if there's two lines drawn up, and this, this line is trying to advance, and this line is trying to advance this way, and nothing's happening. It's a stalemate. And suddenly, part of one of those lines, they mount a charge, and they break through the enemy lines. They say, we have a breakthrough. Because once there's a breakthrough, half the battle is over, because you could just roll up the enemy lines so easily, so quickly. That's where the word breakthrough comes from. And that's the kind of stuff we have to experience in our own life. I want to tell you the story out of First uh, Chronicles. First Chronicles 14. You can read it later sometime. This is just after King David has been made king of all Israel. He was king of Judea for a few years. But then the rest of the tribes came to him and said, we want you to be king of all of Israel. So they put him in as king. And they conquered Jerusalem, which became their home base. And the Philistines heard about it, really upset him, really ticked him off. You know why? They'd given this guy protection for quite a few years when he's running from King Saul. And he lived in Philistine land, and they gave him protection from King Saul. Now all of a sudden something happens, and he goes and joins the other side, really ticks him off. So when they heard he's king of all Israel, they know he's a mighty warrior. Like, this is a bad dude. We don't want him against us. Let's go take him out immediately. So it says, they went and camped in the valley of, I was going to figure out how to say this, Rephaim. It, it means the valley of giants, okay? Valley of giants. That's where the Philistines camp. And if you look in verse 10, what David did, so David inquired of God, Shall I go up and attack the Philistines? Will you deliver them into my hand? The Lord answered, Go. I will deliver them into your hand. So he did. He attacked. And they had a great victory. So great, David said, I'm going to rename the place. Baal Perizim. And it means... God of the breakthrough. God of the breakthrough. I looked it up in the message, and it's, it's what it says about it. It says, um, he said, God has caused me to break through. God has been my breakthrough as waters break, for, break forth, as waters explode from a burst pipe. Don't you love that language? <clears throat> great victory. It wasn't God just coming in and supernaturally doing it. I know he had done some of those battles in the past, but he caused his hand to win. The Philistines come up again right after this, and they say, we think we can do it. What does David do? Did he just go out and attack just because? No, he actually went again, and in verse 14, you could see that. So David inquired of God again. This time, God gives him strategic military strategy. Very strategic. And here's the thing. As a spiritual believer, you have options that others don't. I don't like when people just lay down and take what's been given them. <laughs> I think that's right. <laughs> 
You have options. The outcome can be different. David inquired of the Lord, and God said, I don't want you. I don't want you just to charge a frontal attack. Don't do that. Instead, I want you to circle around the back, and I want you to lie in wait. When you hear the sound of marching in the trees, charge. That's the moment, because you know I'm going before you to win the victory. That's exactly what they did. And he had another crushing victory. Extreme victory over the Philistines. <clears throat> David got direction that completely changed the outcome. Here's the thing. Do you think God could give you some direction? Some to can't say it. Strategic direction. Do you actually think he, he'd be concerned about where you're stuck in? Is anybody stuck in a place in life? Maybe that's a little personal. Have you ever been stuck? <laughs> Have you? Okay. That's about, let's see, that's, that's like half a dozen here. Have you ever been stuck in a certain port of, part of your life? Raise your hand. I want to see. Okay. I like a little movement. You're with me. Could God give you direction? Does he care enough about you? Absolutely. Absolutely. I remember there was a time when we were, um, I was stuck financially. And when you spin your wheels, you feel frustrated, right? Nothing's happening. Something's got to change. Something's got to change. And I was telling a friend about it. You know, you ever cried the blues? <clears throat> and my friend said, you know what? The way you're talking, it sounds like you think that your paycheck is like the source of your income. What? I knew enough to be quiet for a little bit. And he kept talking. And he said, you know what? You're looking at the wrong thing. When you're in a battle, you better look at the right place, right? There's hardly ever a breakthrough without a battle. If you're in a battle, it means you're a prime candidate for a breakthrough. And he said, you have to look at God as your source. God is your source. Any paycheck, any income, from a certain place, that's just a resource. If your source wants to open other resource, he could do that at any time. But you better look to God as your source. And I was frustrated. I was irritated. I remember walking out thinking, that boy just ain't connected to reality. He doesn't know reality. I'm facing reality. <laughs> I think I was frustrated like that for about two days before I repented. You know what it means to repent? Shout it out. Change your mind. Yeah. That's one of the meanings. It's just, just change your mind. And I said, you know what? Hebrews does say that every per good and perfect gift comes from above, from the Father of lights. And I, I remember I, I prayed and I said, okay, I repent. I'm going to change my mind. I'm going to stop thinking that way. 
God, I recognize you as the source. You lead me. I, I, I lay this at your lordship. You see my situation. You give me direction. How do I change something? It was within two weeks that a completely unrelated strategy that I had never anticipated before, never thought of, completely felt like it dropped out of the air into my lap. And it changed our finances. God's not obligated just to bless your efforts, right? Your manufactured, I'm going to get myself out of this. I think he wants to give us his thoughts, his strategies. And I had a breakthrough. I experienced him as a breakthrough. You know what? When I was studying for this, I thought of another thing that I've been stuck in for a bit. And I've prayed about it several times. Nothing's changed. But I do remember every time I pray about it, I have a thought. <laughs> but I don't do anything more with it than that. Because it involves talking to somebody I don't really want to talk to. <laughs> could it be him? I think it could be. I think it could be. David's not going to get anywhere if he goes to the Lord, the Lord gives him strategy, and he does nothing. Some of the strategies he's going to give us are going to be out of the box. Something other people don't do. That's weird. You're a weird person, but you're going to experience breakthrough. wonder how much breakthrough is tied to our obedience to his voice. I think there is a huge connection and I wonder if sometimes the reason we're stuck in a certain place for years and years and months and months is our own head. We won't listen. We won't go to him and get that military strategy. Right? So, <clears throat> here's how it works with me. If um, So I'm just assuming it works this way with you. If you are going through something, if there's a place in your life where you're stuck, and we're talking about breakthrough, maybe there's some kind of hope starts to rise up in your heart that something could change. I think that's faith rising up. God actually wants to reveal his nature in the form of breakthrough. I think that's faith rising up. But then here's how my mind works. I say, that's just, but I'm just me. Things don't change for me. Anybody else have that thought? You know where that one comes from? You know that, what that one's name is? That's, that's unbelief. And that'll, that'll crush. That'll strangle faith. And you have to learn how to fight the good fight of faith. Fight. Faith is actually a battle. Faith can be hard work at times. Where you have to say, no, no. I know what I felt surge up within me. I know that was breathed on by God. And this, what I feel strangling the hope out of me right now, that's not from God. That's unbelief. And that'll kill my dreams. And that'll kill the dreams that God has placed inside of me. 
So you've got to take a hold of it and you've got to kill it. You've got to get rid of it. <clears throat> this Valley of Rephaim, Valley of Giants, here's a promise for you, okay? If you are in a Valley of Giants, it has the potential it can turn into your greatest encounter with God. That encounter I went through, where I saw a breakthrough in finances, where I saw something change, that encounter, I know God differently because of something I experienced. And nobody can take it from me. I experienced something with him. So if you're in a stuck place, that stuck place can actually turn into a beautiful encounter with Jesus where he reveals himself to you, and you know him just like David did, God of my breakthrough. And he releases something, and you break through. Why don't you stand up? <clears throat> Hebrews 4.16. I'm going to read this over you. If you just want to close your eyes. There's a place in life that's came to your mind. Just talk to the Lord about it right now. Hebrews 4.16 Let us boldly come before the throne of grace we might receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need there's literally a throne with a king on it his name is Jesus this says we can approach him boldly so I want you to in a, in a new way, in a fresh way I want you to come before him and say I've been stuck your direction I need a breakthrough I want to see a breakthrough in this area of my life Lord I ask that every single one of us we would know you as the Lord of the breakthrough we would not wallow in unbelief but we would walk by faith would take us from glory to glory to glory and that none of us none of us that ever doubt you that you are not concerned about us you don't see us my problem doesn't come up on your radar Lord instead that we'd see that you do want to hear from your children you do want to hear from us you want us to come to you you want us to believe that you can bring a difference. And I pray that none of us would, would continue to spin our wheels and remain in that stuck place just because of our own thinking. Change our thoughts, Lord. Show us where we're believing wrong things and we will change. We will believe you. We will be a company of faith-filled believers. 
ask that that be every single one of our testimonies. Walk by faith and not by sight. <laughs> I just get the feeling there's 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 some of you in here, you're gonna follow Jesus into crazy places. It's wonderful. You're gonna do things that don't don't seem kosher. They're not normal, they're not what other people do. That's wonderful. Go for it. Don't let any fear of man hold you back. take our marching orders from you, Lord. Teach us to hear. Thank you, Father. Lord, I ask that you watch over every single person here this week, this coming week, that it be a week when we walk with you. That we go forward. It would be a week of breakthrough. Experiencing new things with you each one. Lord, watch over Penn, Jesse, JB, Jared, Andrea, over in Spain. Bless their time. Give them an amazing time ministering, experiencing the life, experiencing the culture. Let them see breakthrough. And I ask that you bring them, bring them home safely. Keep them in your hands. Pray all this in the mighty name of Jesus.